Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Hello and welcome to the show tonight. Let me start off by saying Happy New Year. It's January 1st, 2020, and Happy New Decade. Um, we've, we've made it to the 2020 mark. Here we are, day one, in, in the beginning of a whole new decade. And it's not your run-of-the-mill decade either. So the topic of the show tonight is, are you ready? Are you ready? And I'm the host tonight. I'm, I want to I wanna talk about human potential, and I want to really kind of laser in on what's possible for your life, what's possible for my life. It's, uh, I suggest we're at a very, very uh, interesting transition point in our human story in that um, if, you, if you look at the past, you don't have to go back very far. In the galactic scale of things, it's like a femtosecond. It's like quicker than the blink of an eye. I mean, how long ago in our history were we riding horses around? If you wanted to communicate with somebody, you wrote your letter down on a piece of paper and gave it to a man on a horse that, who rode off to the horizon. That's not that long ago. And now we have these these smartphones in our pocket. You can pull your smartphone out and listen to the show. You can you can query the internet for information to answer questions you might have. You can do research. You can look at pictures. You can visit places virtually. And in just a very short period of time, we've made the leap from horseback riding to riding rockets into outer space. But if if you think about it, there's more scientists on the Earth today than ever before. We've crossed the 7 billion people on the planet mark. So there's more scientists. And those scientists are, are searching more categories, more topics, and each scientist is more powerful because they have the internet and they can collaborate with other scientists across the planet. There's a curious thing that happens with population. Population grows e to the x or exponentially. So the more people you have on the planet, the more people you have, you have having babies on the planet and the faster the population grows. Well, I think the the more scientists we have, and and what a rich and, and vivid environment our scientists can live in now. Uh, so each scientist is more powerful. I think that our technological advancements that are coming down the pike are going to be incredible, um, unheard of maybe even just a few years ago. But still, we're kind of dancing around the elephant in the room. And the elephant in the room is you. No, I'm not calling you an elephant. I'm, I, I use it as a metaphor for what I think is going to be the most, the most uh, pivotal aspect of the future of humanity. And that's, that's human consciousness. Are you conscious? Can you, can you understand this sentence and this sentence here? Well, I reckon you can. If you're conscious, if you're a point of presence of consciousness, I suggest to you that this next decade is going to offer you substantial opportunities to blossom, to expand, to awaken, to enlighten, to raise your consciousness, to raise your potential. To, to raise the grace and ease that you live your life in. To raise 
the grace and ease that you live your life in. Now, I love, love, love talking about human potential, but before we get too carried away, I want to just put down some milestones here. You're listening to New Human Living Radio. Ten years ago, ten years ago, New Human Living LLC was formed. And we've had over 300 episodes on this radio show. Over 300 interviews from every walk of life you can imagine. And those interviews get handled by uh, Susan, who works the back channels of the New Human Living Radio Network. She makes it all happen. If you've been, I guess, on the show, you've interacted with Susan, and Susan is is really a gem when it comes to handling the ways and means of, of what it takes to put on hundreds and hundreds of radio shows. Um, so, so New Human Living is at our 10-year anniversary, and we've immersed ourselves not only in providing you uh, material and resources to help you understand the, the mechanics of this avatar, this body, this drone thing, um, this, this uh, sense of self that you have, um, to, to bring uh, a Western perspective, really, about the etherical, the non-tangible, the non-sensible uh, by our five traditional senses, the etherical aspects of your own personal power. And so I just wanted to stop and applaud um, everyone here at New Human Living because not only have we covered a full decade now, but we're starting our second decade. And I tell you what, with with every decade, our, um, our potentials expand. Uh, I, I think you can expect some new platforms, new opportunities, new online resources, new classes, and even one-on-one coaching by yours truly coming down the pike. It's uh, it's a labor of service, really. And uh, I would I would just be remiss if I didn't mention that this this I consider a very significant milestone for new human living here and now. But let's move forward. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? You. Why, do, why is it important for you to, to be ready? It, I mean, in truth, you don't have to do a damn thing. So do you have to be ready? You don't have to do anything. There's... There's such exquisite free will, you don't have to. But if you are ready, are you ready? If you are ready, if you are ready to be brave, to be brave as far as how you approach your life, to be brave to trust the etherical aspect of yourself, to be so bold to think that the dreams that your soul has been feeding you is not a mistake, to be so bold to think that the dreams that your soul has been showing you are valid and legitimate, are you ready? So what we're going to talk about in in this episode is um, kind of an overview of of the next level of, uh, God, the word performance makes me cringe. but I'm going to use it, and then I'm going to quantify performance. Um, at at a, this next chapter of our human story, we're already seeing it. We're seeing um, the, the new thought leaders, the, uh, the sages, the mystics, the alchemists of our time coming forward and talking about epigenetics. We've had Bruce Lipton on the show and talked about how 
we can literally reprogram our DNA on the fly. Um, uh, thought into form, quantum physics. We've interviewed um, quite a few quantum physicists and um, especially how it relates to consciousness and the manifestation through quantum consciousness. These paradigms, these dialogues really didn't have a place to land in our culture maybe even 10 years ago. Sure, uh, quantum uh, quantum conversations existed, but not nearly at the scale that they're happening now. Quantum is becoming a kind of a mainstream term for those in the metaphysical arena. And then there's you, the listener. There's you, the listener, that, that has an infinite potential that cannot be exhausted ever, uh, an infinite presence, your ego has no say in the continuity of your consciousness. In other words, no matter what choice your ego makes, your consciousness continues. Sure, you can make a life and death decision and terminate this incarnation, but the continuity of your consciousness is absolute. You continue on. In other words, the truth of you is you're safe. You're safe. No matter what you choose, you're safe. No matter what happens through the, through the, on this earth plane, you're safe. You cannot be destroyed. And, and why am I bringing this up when it relates to our personal power, our, our, our human potential, if you will? Because on this planet, many, many people have this underlying anxiety, either from this lifetime or from past lifetimes, that their life is volatile, that there's this thing called death looming around the corner. There's this thing called fear that that suggests that if you don't play your cards right, the cart will tip over. And that can cause the ego to go into patterns of anxiety and stress. And in truth, you're safe. In truth, there's nothing that can happen that comes from human intention, any human's intention, that can threaten your existence, the essence of you. Now, the day you were born, you didn't have an ego. The ego that's interpreting all these words I'm using as a sentence didn't exist the day you were born. Yet the ego can be scared to death of dying and yet, the ego in and of itself it was not there in the beginning of your consciousness, so to speak, in this lifetime, in this current lifetime. Your ego is a creation, and then that creation took on fear <laughs> and, and then installed the, the inherent evolution of your consciousness because your ego has consumed a, a, a vast majority of your thoughts through repetitive patterning of worry and concern and stress. So when we talk about your potential and then we ask the question, are you ready? Are you ready to let go of who you think you are? Are you ready to let go of what your ego thinks you are? Are you ready to let go of what other people think of you? The reason I bring up these, these topics is freedom. Freedom. For you to have the freedom to be able to make any choice you want in the moment, in this moment. To make any choice that your soul wants to make in this moment without hesitation or concern. Now, that's a big jump without hesitation or concern. Most of the time, our ego wants to be the decider of what happens. Our ego can be very, very guarded in that it wants to make choices. It wants to choose choices where it knows what the outcome will be. 
And in the ego's perception, this is to keep itself safe. But in truth, there's nothing safe about an ego choosing out of fear. There's nothing safe about an ego that won't listen to the inspiration of the soul in the moment. Are you ready to let go? In order, in order for, your, for you to give yourself, I guess you could even say permission, if you will, from the ego's perspective, to give yourself permission to, to step off the beaten path, to step off what other people would consider it, that is normal for you, to step out of the momentum, if you will, of who you've been in the past. There's a curious thing that happens. We develop these these um, connections. There's there's our family when we come home. There's people that we work with day in and day out. There's our friends. And when we, when we establish a relationship with these people over time, there's uh, subconscious agreements that are made. For example, from your family of origin, one subconscious agreement might be that the household respects religion, the household respects authority, the household respects um, some kind of a inherent structure. And this can be all subconscious, not verbalized, um, but a subconscious agreement. So say, uh, say, for example, a religious household. Everybody in the household's been religious for decades, and it's seen, the household is seen as a righteous household, and, and by golly, um, we strive to live a righteous life. And uh, and then your soul comes along and says, hey, uh, guess what? We've got a new tangent. We need to make a hard left here. Metaphorically, we need to step out of this pond we've been living in and embrace some new esoteric concepts that are not mainstream at all. And your ego will say, well, wait a minute, that's not who I am. Your ego will say, well, wait a minute, uh, the people around me value my decisions because I reinforce their decisions. The people around me expect me to make choices that reinforce what we've agreed upon to be valuable in our lives. To respect what we have agreed upon to be valuable in our lives. Are you ready? <laughs> Are you ready to let go? Do you know they burned witches? They burned healers? They burned people that would manifest outside of the common realm? Anyone who showed any kind of a esoteric talent was was deemed um, blasphemous to God and crucified in brutal ways. Talk about stepping out of the mainstream. But wait a minute, didn't Jesus say, um, you're going to do everything I'm going to do and more? Wasn't he a healer? Didn't he perform miracles? So if you, I mean, there's there's a real paradigm there in that. Um, how many people go to church and sit in the in the pews and look up at some guy at the pulpit and attend the church as a worshiper? Now I'm not discounting the worship of God. And I'm not discounting a church of any kind. But I suggest this next decade, in order for you to be powerful, you need to be able to stand up and say, I'm a point of presence 
of divine consciousness. The kingdom of heaven is within me now. Heaven exists today as just as much as hell does. Certainly on this planet, many, many, many people have experienced pure hell today. And people on this planet have experienced heaven today, unconditional love. So are you ready? Are you ready to let go of the stigmas of your past? Even if it'll create ripples or ruffles with people that you're close to. Because I suggest to you in this next decade, there's going to be people who are willing to totally abandon the notion of what it meant to be a human being on this planet in the past and really own up, really pony up and stand tall in their own in their own shoes and, and declare I am a divine personification of source consciousness. I am the creative force. I'm a personification of the creative force that created all that is. Are you ready? So we've talked, we've interviewed many quantum physicists on this show. And there's a curious thing that happens with, with the quantum consciousness, if you will, if, if we talk about the quantum field. Often it is portrayed as a mirror, as a mirror. So if you're looking in the mirror and you're seeing a reflection, do you go to the mirror to change the reflection? So say you wake <laughs> say you wake up in the morning, you haven't had your first cup of coffee yet, you walk in the bathroom, you turn on the light and you say, Good God, look at that and your hair looks like um something the cat dragged in. Do you go to the mirror to try to to fix your hair? Do you reach forward and, and touch the mirror to affect your hair? Well, no, you don't. The mirror has no say about your hair. Your, the mirror has no say of its own. So when we look at the quantum mirror, when we look at the quantum mirror and we want to change something about our life, it's not about what we see outside of us. What we see outside of us is a reflection of what's on the inside of us. And so often when we encounter things that we don't like, we try to change the reflection itself. A, a, a classic one is trying to get your spouse to behave differently, trying to get your, your spouse to behave in a way that would be more suiting for you. And I'm not saying um, relationships are black, uh, just black and white, easy peasy, but... Um, when we see something in the world around us, whether it be the behavior of our spouses or the behavior of the shadow side of society, the parts of society that we consider the shadow, the dark side of society, and we emotionally react, we emotionally react to the behaviors, the stimulus, the shadow side of what we we um, um, don't like about what we're seeing. It it's somewhat futile to try to change the reflection. There's a curious thing that happened in my life, and um, I've told the story many times on the show. I'm going to make it really quick. 
But I had a boss for 10 years that was, um, he was, he was very malicious. He was, he was petty and, and um, I, I guess you could call him evil, but in truth, he was my angel. And, and the bottom line of what I'm getting at is, unbeknownst to me, I had an immense amount of anger in my subconscious. I wasn't an angry person. I didn't show anger. And so every time I felt the energy of anger, I didn't express it, but I suppressed it. And over time, I created an immense amount of anger in my psyche. Now, I could go to work and look at my boss and say, well, my boss is an angry little prick. My boss treats me like crap. My boss does this, my boss does that. And in my 3D eyes and in my 3D um, conversations by the, uh, in the break room, th those statements would be seen as valid. But once I connected with my anger in my psyche, which was the turning point of my life, which, which was the most phenomenal event in my life, once I released the anger, he no longer paid attention to me. It was my anger that was attracting him to me to give me shit. He was a reflection of my anger. And boy, howdy, had you asked me before I had connected with my anger if that was possible, I would have laughed out loud. I'm not an angry guy. I'm an easygoing guy. I don't get upset. Oh, wait a minute. Time out. Anger, anger was a, a huge, decisive emotion in my life, even though I had no clue that it existed in my psyche. And the reason I bring this up is, are you ready to become accountable for what you've attracted into your life? Are you ready to become accountable for how you react to any and all stimulus that you get? Are you ready to look inside yourself to do some introspection about why am I experiencing this over and over and over again in my life? There must be an element within me. There must be an element within me that is drawing this experience to me. Are you ready to take 100% ownership to completely and totally own not only how you feel, but to own the power that you have to create something different. Are you ready to own the fact that you have the power, you have the potential, and if you take the time to learn it, to master it, you can become a creator, an intentional creator in this lifetime at a level that is truly unheard of in the past. Are you ready to do that? Today is January 1. It's the birthplace of all New Year's resolutions. I'm not concerned about New Year's resolutions as much as I'm, I'm suggesting that you find within your persona a desire to know the truth of you. You don't have to do that. Well, you don't have to do anything I say. You don't have to do anything anyone says. You can go sit on the couch. You can channel surf till the end of time. But, but if you're listening to this show, you got to know that there's there's an element within you there's a higher wisdom, a deeper knowingness within you that is looking for a place to exist within your conscious mind. Within your conscious mind. Most, for most people, when we talk about their conscious mind, we're talking about their ego. 
because their ego doesn't allow anything else to exist in their life. How many times has your soul inspired you in the past day? How many times has your soul inspired you in the past week? How many times has your soul inspired you in the past month? How many times do you think it's possible for your soul to inspire you? Now I'm gonna I'm gonna hone in on what I consider is a very very powerful concept, and that's teaching your ego, teaching your ego how to not only listen to but execute to take action upon the inspiration of your soul moment to moment to moment. If we were to get a, a large room full of people and ask them how many times their soul has inspired them in the last month, the, the vast majority might say less than five that they're aware of, that they're aware of. Typically, it happens when your ego's busy. You're unloading the groceries from the car or you're doing the dishes. And a single sentence will pop in your mind. Hey, maybe it's time to go back to school. And the very next sentence, we drag that notion up into our brain and we start to rationalize it. Go back to school? That's 45 miles away. That's over an hour and a half every night of just driving. I don't have an hour and a half every day to give it. And how am I going to pay for it? In other words, our rational mind takes the inspiration of our heart and our soul, and we throw it on the ground and we bitch slap it. In other words, we take the inspiration of our heart and our soul and we, we bring it into the realm of our ego, and then we we rationalize it into oblivion. So even if we hear inspiration from our heart and our soul five times a month, it doesn't survive any of them. Or maybe we'll take action on the on the least risky aspect of our lives, of, of that inspiration. But what if what if you got some traction, not only recognizing when your inspiration was coming from your heart and your soul, but to turn around and take action on it without justifying it with your ego, without trying to um, decide whether it was worthy of your attention or not. Now, sometimes we can get inspiration that is uh, intended for 10 years down the road. It doesn't mean that if you get the inspiration to move to New York City, that the very next thing you do is quit your job and start packing your bags because sometimes inspiration are glimpses of our life down the road. There is some discernment that that happens, but this discernment becomes easier and easier as you actually develop a dialogue, as you actually develop a rapport with the inspiration of your heart and your soul. The inspiration of your heart and your soul has intelligence. Your ego is not the only thing that can, that, that can create intelligence. Your heart and your soul has a wisdom all its own. And your heart and your soul is willing to work with your ego in non-threatening ways to develop and strengthen that rapport. So, so your ego can actually trust. So your ego can actually trust the inspiration of your heart and your soul the first time it hears it. The first time. And you quit dragging it up in your head and you quit rationalizing it. You understand that it's already vetted. 
It's already been checked out. In fact, your ego is the least qualified. Your ego is the least qualified to be able to discern the value of the wisdom of your heart and your soul. So your soul shows you a vision for your lives. So perhaps now, as a listener, if I were to say, is there, is there some common themes of inspiration that you've experienced coming from your heart and your soul over the past years? Perhaps you'd answer with, yes, I really get a strong intention that I need to write a book. Well, yes, I get a strong intention that I need to open a school. Yes, I get a strong intention that I need to, et cetera, et cetera. Well, those intentions are not a mistake. And those intentions are stepping stones. I promise you the grandeur of what your soul sees as the potential for your life far exceeds the capacity of your ego's comprehension. Let me say that again. The potential of your life is far greater than your ego can comprehend. But this is just chit-chat unless your, your heart and your soul can get some sway in your everyday life. This is all chit-chat unless that inspiration of your heart and your soul can actually come all the way into your life and express itself through action. In the quantum field, there's the notion that, um, well, you can look at the quantum field. We've talked about it as a mirror, but it's actually, um, I think, applicable to talk about the quantum field as the field of miracles. But since it's a mirror, the miracle comes from the transformation of ourself. The mirror reflects the miracle from within ourselves. I like the idea of archetypes. So you're a human being, you're a persona, you're a human being living out a lifetime right now, and if if I were to gather your friends together without you there and say, please describe this person um, and tell me their most prominent archetypes. And the, these archetypes are traits or attributes. Uh, I mean, really uh, common archetypes are the the warrior, the, the king, the mystic, the prostitute, the uh, beggar, the, the court jester. And the reason I bring up archetypes is when you have a vision for your life and it shows you doing powerful things where you're where your soul intended your life to be a very powerful chapter in your in your soul's journey the archetypes that you're operating from will typically need to change oftentimes people have the victim archetype well look at this this happened to me oh look my boss is angry at me every day my boss chews my ass out every day my boss belittles me woe is me i'm playing out the victim archetype but what if my soul says um well jeepers um people are hungry for information people are hungry for new opinions um Why don't you create a platform to share opinions of yourselves and others? Well, I have to let go of that victim archetype if I'm going to embody the communicator archetype and own it. And you can see where I'm going with this. In other words, um, 
let's approach it this way. So your soul shows you a vision for your life and you're doing something. So um, not not perhaps right now, but when you get an opportunity, think about the biggest dream for your life. So your, your soul has been showing you a vision of you writing books. I'm just using this as an example. You're going to write books. Well, you can you can write books and your books not go anywhere, and you can write books and be a bestseller. You can write books and and change the lives of a, a dozen people, and you can write books to change the lives of millions of people. Now, um, what archetype? What persona would you embody? What archetypes would you don, would you embody, and show the quantum mirror to have the reflection reflect back to you the power of your true potential? Do you see what I'm getting at here? It's by changing yourself from the inside that changes the reflection of the quantum mirror is showing you. The, the mirror in and of itself has no bias of its own. In other words, you can show it any archetype, any archetype, and it'll gladly reflect that archetype back to you, including archetypes that haven't existed in our mythology including archetypes that are significantly misunderstood, the alchemist, the, the, the mystic, the sage. Are you ready to let go of what you thought your life would look like? Are you ready to let go of the archetypes that your family and friends expect out of you? Are you ready to let go of your past so completely that your void of any influence of the past is incongruent with your future. These aren't always easy things to do. Humans, especially 3D, are extremely pattern-oriented. We tend to be extremely predictable with patterns patterns of reactions, patterns of beliefs, patterns of habits, patterns of expectations. Are you ready? I mean, if you were to click your heels and go to the other end of your life, towards the end of your life, and pause there, many decades down the road from where you are now to, to imagine yourself almost completely through your journey as an incarnation in this lifetime. What's possible as far as the archetypes that you could embody? What do you see as possible for you to accomplish? It, it serves us well to to um, reflect on where we've come from, to reflect on what we value, to reflect on what um, motivates us to change, and to reflect on what prohibits us from change. Because in order to give our soul the ability to show up in a powerful way, the ego has to let go. The ego, in, in order for you to have a chance in hell of making a dent uh, uh, regarding your true potential, your ego would learn to understand the power and the wisdom behind the inspiration of your heart and your soul and kind of step aside and let the wisdom of your heart and your soul be the mainstream of thought throughout your day. 
So the wisdom of your heart and your soul is inspiring you many times an hour, many, many times a day, hundreds of times a month, to the point where your ego doesn't even know where this day is going to go, but your heart and your soul have a clear and vivid view of where you're going and how to get there. And part of why this can be a challenge is your soul understands nonlinear manifestation. To be able to create a change in the quantum field and have the mirror reflected instantaneously. Where the ego, the ego has watched the reflection of the mirror and bases all its judgment around the reflection of the mirror. And the ego typically doesn't understand the power or the technique of changing what you're showing the mirror. Your soul knows all about that. It's learned it through many, many lifetimes. Your, your heart has the courage and the connection to the environment to bring you intuitive information. But in order to be able to truly transform the moment, moment to moment to moment, is to energetically change what you're projecting into the quantum field. What are some of the feelings of the king archetype? What are some of the feelings of the wizard archetype? What are some of the feelings of the magician? If you truly trusted your ability to create, it wouldn't matter what would happen in your environment because you would create whatever you needed in the moment. So the headlines would never bother you. You would trust your ability to create what you needed when you needed it. A sense of peace would come over your persona. You would be grounded in the karmic tsunami because you knew the truth of you is untouchable and safe. You trusted your ability to change the reflection in the mirror to suit what you needed to happen to support and sustain yourself. Are you ready to shift your life more fully to a, to a heart and soul guided wave of manifestation after manifestation to learn how to sculpt your energy to learn how to grow the archetypes that support you and 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 thank and retire the archetypes that that don't serve you anymore i suggest to you in this next chapter of our human story there's going to be giants uh, titans spiritual personas that that truly understand the power of, of being a human persona on planet Earth. I suggest to you the human persona, the human genome, the human design is exceptional. The human persona is perhaps the pinnacle vehicle of personifying the source consciousness in physical form. Cats and dogs don't worry about next week or next month. Butterflies don't think about landing on the moon. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. I haven't talked to them lately. But the human imagination, the human persona, look at what we've dreamt up. Look at what we've dreamt up as a culture, as a species, over these last 
hundreds of years. You get a smartphone in your pocket. That would be a flippin' miracle to <laughs> any of the centuries of the past thousands of centuries on this planet. And it's in your pocket and it's no big deal. You're living in a most incredible time. And the rate of change is going to increase and expand. And in order for you to feel safe is to feel grounded in, your, in, the, in the center of your being. In order to feel safe, to know the continuity of your consciousness, no matter what happens, the essence of you survives no matter what. No matter what. Regardless of what happens, the essence of you survives no matter what. So you're safe. You're safe to, to really roll up your sleeves and say, I want to understand these principles. I want to understand how to interact with the quantum field. I want to understand this infinite stream of inspiration that my heart and my soul has. I want to understand the dream that my soul keeps showing me and how I get there without worry or struggle. These are just some of the, the basic concepts of what I suggest will be the, um, a new type of human being on the planet. Certainly there's, there's people who are anchored in their soul playing out their lifetimes right now on the planet. But by far they're the exception over the rule. And not as many of them understand the extreme power of the quantum field, the miracle field, the field of miracles, where your ego doesn't have to understand how it's created where your ego doesn't un have to understand the how, where your ego is off the hook to understand the how, but can step back and get out of the way and let the soul show the ego how to, how to shift the tide of archetypes, how to shift the tide of momentum, how to shift the energy that's, constantly flowing into the quantum field that is reflected back to you as, quote, reality, unquote. We're living in very powerful times. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention one thing. And that's love. Your heart and your soul know about love. And a lot of people, their ego is scared to death of it or they're afraid of love or they've been hurt by love or they avoid love. But the big, the big power comes from unconditional love. Unconditional love for all that is as it is now. Your heart and your soul can show you how to love. When you learn how to love today, you move towards heaven today. You can experience heaven every day you're alive. Heaven and hell are a now experience. To heal your relationship with love is to heal your relationship with heaven. Love is a very, very powerful thing. And love has has no end. It it always has new possibilities, new opportunities to show you. Well, an hour goes by pretty fast. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. It's I'm I get I get very passionate about our human potential, and I'm, uh, it's quite clear to me that um, we're we're entering a whole new chapter of of what is. 
I, I wrote Citizen King, The New Age of Power, to teach your ego how to trust your soul, to teach your ego how to connect with that, that flow of inspiration, to teach your ego to trust the dominion, the sovereignty of yourself, your permission as a divine personification to be here now, your permission to make powerful choices for humanity. I wrote Forgiven Sinner, God, God's Last Savior, to heal your relationship with the divine. If you grew, grew up in organized religion, you're, you're going to have a lot of healing to do as it, as it relates to the divinity within you. Citizen King is about that. It's a spiritual book. It's not a religious book. It's a spiritual book. Personal Power Fundamental talks about the energy of your persona and how to cleanse it of karma and and um, think of it as a, a field of energy that de decides how you experience life. And New Human Living is a platform I created to, to help you. I don't want to tell you what to think. How are you going to be authentic to yourself? How can you be an authentic person if you're doing what somebody else told you to do? I don't want to tell you how to think. I don't want to tell you what to believe. How many times in this show have I told you you don't have to if you don't want to? In order for you to be powerful, you have to own your choices. In order for you to be authentic, the choices have to come from within you. New Human Living is about the mechanics of, of consciousness, the mechanics of karma, how we get stuck with karma, how we can get stuck with our ego. This radio shows an example of the commitment I have to humanity to, to help humanity discover itself, to, to discover its own potential. We're the ones we've been looking for, you and me. Are you ready? Are you ready to own your divinity? Are you ready to understand the power of the vision of your life? Are you ready to step forward with an expectation of fulfilling that dream, that vision, and, and looking for the next dream or vision to, to follow suit? Life's a wonderful thing when you can show up for it. Here it is, January 1st, 2020, and we're starting a whole new decade. I'm here to help you decide what you want. I, I don't want to decide for you. I'm here to help you decide. I'm here to help you recognize the power of your potential. I'm here. I'm your. I'm your cheerleader. I I want to push the notion of power in such a way that gets you excited if you choose to be excited. If you don't turn the radio off, turn, quit listening to this. Go do whatever you want. But something brought you here now. What a powerful, what a powerful time to be alive. What a powerful chapter in our human story. What an incredible. What an incredible decision a soul would have to incarnate on this planet at this time. You're the one. I'm the one. We're the one. We came here to change this place. How cool is that? How exciting is that? Man, I'm all in. This planet is so flippin' beautiful, and love is... is in such a fantastic thing to discover over and over again. Well, I'm your host, Les Jensen. It's always a privilege. Thank you for listening. Until next time.
This has been a New Human Living radio broadcast. You can raise your own personal power with Personal Power Fundamentals Home Study Course at New.